If you've been looking for an opportunity to dedicate time to yourself and heal, clear, work through challenges, um, disruptions in your energy field that would create a lack of clarity, work through blocks, I invite you to join us at our in-person retreat this November 2nd through 5th in Sedona, Arizona. If you're not familiar with the sacred lands of Sedona, the energy is palpable. It is deeply healing and exceptionally intense. So many will go there for transformational experiences. And I invite you to join us in a group setting with two skilled healers, Teresa and myself. We're both nurses. We've been in the healing arts for decades and worked with thousands one-on-one and in groups. And we invite you to this opportunity to show up for yourself in a group setting where you'll be supported by the land, the frequencies of the space and our community for a beautiful transformational healing experience. Some of the modalities that we're offering include inner dance, breath work, chakra balancing, aura cleansing, time on the land visiting the sacred energies of Sedona's masculine and feminine vortices, channel messages, and more. So for all the details, please visit amysikarski.com. The link is below. We just opened up registration last week and I've had a wonderful response. So I would encourage you to reach out with any questions or to apply sooner than later. Uh, we do anticipate that we will fully book out on this one. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I visit Sedona once or twice a year. And if you're called, I look forward to sharing this experience with you. It's all good. I think my body thinks that I'm like going to be doing a reading or something because I was sitting here and I'm like, oh, I'm starting to like go into this like altered state slightly. But that's probably because we have a lot of, you know, help. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. So as I was getting ready, I was thinking <laughs> yesterday when we were talking, we were visiting yeah, and then channeled information would just pop in. I can't even remember, but I know I was like, oh, I'm supposed to share this with you. And yeah. So I was like, I guess that's what happens when two channels get together. <laughs> yeah, totally. I was going to tell you too, like I was on like some sort of cloud nine afterwards. Like, I don't know if you experienced that, but my friend came over after our call and I was like really like high energy, high frequency so much so that last night I was like, man, I'm, I was having trouble falling asleep. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I have to, you know, I, have to, I was using all my tools trying to get more grounded because it was like super energizing, like almost like too much caffeine. So I yeah. thought that was a funny, super funny reaction. <laughs> totally. Yes. And then as I was here, I was getting everything ready. And just like you, I could feel the energy come in. I'm like, okay, something's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome to the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast, where we speak about all things related to spirituality, soul level healing, intuitive guidance, frequencies, and much more. I'm Amy Sikarski, licensed vocational nurse, past life hypnotherapist, master intuitive energy healer, and a clairvoyant physical channel. 
Today's episode is brought to you in part by Spirit School Online, where we offer courses in energy therapy, free guided meditations, courses and information around learning to connect in with your spirit guides, and much more. You can find me at amysakarski.com and offerings at spiritschoolonline.com. Hi, this is Amy. I'm so happy to share today's episode with you. I'm still flying on cloud nine. <laughs> so um, get yourself you know, a drink, get relaxed, have fun. If you're traveling, make sure you stay grounded because this is a very high vibrational, fun and joyful conversation on channeling. And I'm so happy to invite on my friend Karen Bell. So for all of her information, check the link below in this episode. We're just jumping right in. We have met some years ago, and like we do with life, we lost touch, found each other again, and we're like, wait a minute, we both channel now? How did this happen? (laughs) I know, I was trying to remember what year that was. I think it was, yeah, like 2014 maybe. I'm not sure. Very well could have been. Yeah, when I first got on Instagram, um, it was way back in the day, so it's been a while, and oh my gosh, it was just such a joy to connect again. We had a conversation for listeners. We we met up yesterday for a convo and just the conversation went for hours. I felt it just clicked. So I'm like, let's do the podcast because there's so many questions I have for you, Karen. And um, I, I just like want to dive back in. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. It was hard to hold back yesterday. I was like, oh, we could keep this going, but you know, we should save something for today. So yes. for fun. Yeah, so thanks for for coming on, and um, it was nice that we both had the opening today. I'm like, Spirit, y'all just aligned it correctly. Thank you so much. Definitely. Yeah, so fun. (laughs) It's really great. So you're channeling now, and I got to see some of your, um, I call vocal channeling, how the energy comes through, and it's more than how in my book I talk about relay channeling, where we telepathically hear and repeat it. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you share with everybody your flow. I know I'm jumping right in, right in the middle, but as a channel, like this is where I'm so intrigued. (laughs) That's so cool that I didn't know there was a term for that relay channeling because that's actually what I've noticed the last few months is a progression. Like I used to get, I used to get more of like a sentence before I, and then I would say the sentence. And now what I notice is that it's like, I, I, I may be just aware of the next word that's coming, but I'm not seeing the whole picture the way I was like, even just a few months ago. So yeah, as I was telling you, it's, it's been kind of a surprise to me because I don't think I had any intention or plan of doing this. It was just kind of like, oh, this is happening. And I, I have been doing psychic work for about 16, 17 years. So that's not new mediumship, um, also as well, not quite as long, but mediumship as well. So this was just kind of like the next progression. So I went from mediumship to, um, yeah, I guess just like writing, like automatic writing type channeling. And then this spring, to my surprise, you know, I started leading a meditation group. And what started happening was in the middle of the meditation, I would just start channeling this being that I already had a relationship with. So I already knew who she was. But it's just kind of, you know, it's it's the verbal channeling is fairly new. It's only been since, I guess, April that it's been (laughs) happening. And it's just kind of like on its own train so to speak like I feel like I'm just kind of observing this unfoldment so it's been really cool to watch that 
to connect with her and to experience that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Yes, you're right. It's only been since April, but doesn't it go so quickly? I feel like when we're meant to do this work, it naturally will flow at the right time. And just like I did, you've prepared for over a decade, like 16 years, I think you were sharing beforehand. And that's really important. Yeah, I think what that is, is it's like you have to be of a certain maybe energetic frequency or something to get those energies to match up where you're able to link and receive the communication. So I look at the past, you know, maybe I didn't know this was coming, but I think maybe on a higher level I did, or like some part of me did, there was some agreement there for sure. And so, yeah, so just like spiritual practice, all these different energetic practices, like personal development, inner work over the last, you know, 15 years or so, it's kind of led to this moment where, oh, okay, like this is, this is happening. This is maybe where this was all leading to, right? So when you, people are very curious how to channel, but a lot of it has to do with just like shifting your own energy, just like a radio receiver so that you start to get into like, uh, you know, you get into receptive mode or in resonance with that frequency that maybe wants to work with you or express through you. So that's kind of the way I see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is that your experience as well? Yes. Very similar. Um, so the receiving part, absolutely. And what's coming now to share with everybody is when we're channeling our guides or our star or our soul family, beings that are with us and have been for some time, either dedicated to our personal life or for those of us that feel like, okay, or I shouldn't say feel, it is we do feel, but it's a knowing, it's a real thing that we have a whole team dedicated to helping us when we work with others in this way. So for other healers, channelers, um, therapists, those that are there in service, we have a team. And over the years, we get used to their energy, we get comfortable with their energy, and yeah. it becomes that match. So yeah. that's exactly it. And yeah. I'm seeing like water, you know, it feels like sometimes it can feel like water so smooth Mm -hmm. and the same temperature. And Mm -hmm. um, in fact, sometimes there is a distinction for us like, wait, is that my energy or my team? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And there is a there is a blend happening. So sometimes it's like you are blending. So, you know, sometimes that differentiation can be a little tricky at first to navigate to be like, okay, this is what I feel like. This is what this being feels like. This is what this other being feels like, or this is what this collective, you know, it's like getting to know yourself and developing these relationships. So multidimensional relationships, so to speak. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's reminding me. um, So a couple of times, like not, I haven't recorded to release, but when I was first getting started, I was also working with Metatron, and that's actually how we met for our listeners. That's right. I forgot that. It was the Metatron necklace. Yeah. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't even know if I knew that you were working with Metatron. I just like, I, for those of you listening, I used to, um, I still have an, an Etsy shop, but I had an online kind of metaphysical shop made jewelry, and I just felt inspired to send you the Metatron one. I don't know that I knew that you actually were actively working with him. So that's funny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I am. And I was looking for that necklace. Like I mentioned, I thought about it three weeks ago. We moved so many times. I'm like, I know it's probably folded up nicely in a little <laughs> jewelry pouch. So I'm about to tear my room apart. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It'll pop up the right time. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So so shortly after that, I was like, all during that time frame, I was working with Metatron and then I started channeling 
Um, more of the automatic writing work. It's so strong and you feel them come in your body. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I started channeling and I worked more with my star team, my guides. And I wrote the first two books, uh, Messages from the Councils with my friend Connie and then Activating the Star Seed. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like 2016. And then in 2018, I started vocally channeling, like physically vocally channeling where they come in the body. And cool. yeah, so in that were process. Were you expecting that? Like were, were you kind of feeling that it was going that way or was it a bit of a surprise when it started well, happening? <laughs> yeah. So it just, you know how we have our personalities and I'm stubborn in a lot of ways. So it like had to be my idea in a sense. So I met a friend, I met Nicole and that's how she channels. So I would ask her a series of questions and I was like, okay, I feel comfortable. Like, let's try this. Mm -hmm. So in my own space, when she wasn't there, I tried it. And to start off, I always worked with the archangels on Metatron. So I was like, all right, I want to feel Metatron around. And this is where, what made me think of this is his energy is so strong. It's completely different Very than my big. guides. Yeah. 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 Like I couldn't big, hold it. All trees standing <laughs> behind you or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a contrast. I couldn't hold it. And he, he came through and spoke a little bit, but mostly he works with me um, telepathically and I feel him come in, but his energy, I'm like, you can't, it's like, it's just this body doesn't fit that energy yeah. fully. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. that was interesting. He always, to me, I've kind of felt him before. I've never channeled him, but he always feels, it's like I, it's like this, all of a sudden this forest feeling behind me as if I have these like super tall trees. Like, I don't know why it feels that way, but it's just so tall like just this like really strong tall powerful but grounded maybe that's the tree imagery but just like super super intense yeah he's intense and strong and um I feel he's a protector you know um back like in the 90s when I first got introduced into archangels and working with them for spiritual care uh the the phrase and like the term and what everybody would go to would be michael and i and i work with michael he comes in now and then but it's mostly metatron for me mm-hmm. so um i've i've also heard that it's kind of shifting where metatron is coming stronger to work with that protection and not to go like too far in this <laughs> other thought but metatron yeah. uh he's great i've seen him cuz i clear energies all kinds off of people mm-hmm. and spaces and he'll take it like out of our reality completely, you know, like off the earth, through outer space, out of this dimension, gone, goodbye. So he does have some um, authority in that when we're working with him. So yeah, (laughs) but he's wonderful. And we have um, that difference where we can feel like, okay, what frequency are we in? So we do switch our energy. Do you want to share with everybody a little bit about your practice? And Yeah, sure. So when it started happening, I think what's interesting is that it was when I was in a meditative state. So I kind of consider that in terms of my mediumship training and and um, these experiences, it's kind of been like, oh, it's that altered state that for me anyways, that provides, uh, I guess I think it just like gets your surface mind out of the way and provides that stronger link. So for me, it's just, um, I guess the practice that I do to uh, facilitate it is just like, I have a really strong daily meditation practice where I do practice an altered state every single day. So I consider that to be my practice time where I'm just like practicing shifting my consciousness and then practicing the blend um, with Sarai, who's the guide I channel. 
just practicing that every single day. And then um, I was telling you yesterday, for me, it's kind of like this blend of consciousness. So I consider it to be like, okay, so she's blending with me and she shows it to me as a percentage. So some days she'll come in and it's like 30% Sarai and 70% Karen. When I'm really feeling like I'm in the pocket with it and I'm in the zone, it's more like 80% Sarai and 20% Karen. It's never like 100% her, which I think is interesting. I was reflecting on that and I feel like it is kind of a co-creation. And so I think the 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 consciousness of the channel, I think is important, you know, it's so that, you know, you hear of Edgar Casey, who apparently was completely unconscious when he channeled or, or almost. And in the beginning, I thought, oh, that's the key because then you're completely out of the way. Now I see it more like, oh, we need to, we need the channel. Like there's some, there's something there in the consciousness of the channel. So um, yeah, so just practicing that altered state and then um, getting to the point where I can kind of do it on the fly, like do it, do it willingly, you know, like be like, okay, I'm going to go in that state now and connect with her. And just, I think that's a real skill that you develop over the yes. course of time. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of like my philosophy in terms of how I got started with it, but it was more when I was practicing, first starting practicing meditation, it was because I was studying mediumship and connecting with the spirit world and going to a spiritualist church and exploring that. So I didn't really have, like I said, I didn't have an intention of <laughs> like connecting with this other realm because she's from a different realm uh, altogether. So I didn't have any plan or intention of, of doing that. It just like started happening and like everything else with my path, it's kind of like, kind of feel it sometimes like I'm on this boat or on this train and I'm like just there for the ride. And I'm like, okay, this is what's, this is the next stage of what's happening. So, uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's like, it brings up sometimes discomfort and then that's my inner work to, to process that and work through that and clear that. That's my human journey in the midst of it. But it's like, I have so much excitement and passion for it at the same time. I think it's needed right now. Um, yeah. So it's like super cool. Yeah, it really is. Oh my goodness. I have so many thoughts running through my mind. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I can't help but like kind of hear your story and think about myself and then you know, like, oh my gosh, what was my relationship with my guides? And I would get all kinds of questions and people would be interested. But then I was like, but I don't have that same question. So I never asked them. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess my first place I want I want to ask is um, your relationship with her. Have you felt called to ask her about how do you know where and where she's from? Or do you just know that there's a loving being present? Um, um yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of explain how that started because it has been a few years. So even though I only have been verbaling, verbally channeling her for a few months, it was around 2017 or 2018 where I finally, um, I had, you know, I had a son in 2015. It was kind of like a rough labor. And then the few years after that were tough, like postpartum anxiety. And so postpartum depression. One of the things I did during that time that I was like, okay, I'm committing to this was like, I'm going to meditate every day. And that, and that was a commitment more for like my own mental health. I had meditated on and off until that point, but never like a solid every day, same time, same spot, like a commitment to it. So I started that in about 2017 and about, I would say a, a year into it, it didn't happen right away, but about a year into it, I get up pretty early in the morning to meditate. And so I started feeling, it felt just like a blue light or a blue orb beside me. 
and there was this radiance to it. Like it just felt like when that was present with me, when I was meditating, I just felt bliss and love and I could feel this like loving emanation is how I would describe it. So I didn't recognize that that was a being at first. I just thought, here's this thing, <laughs> this energy, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> here's this energy. I had other guides that I was aware of. I didn't recognize this as a guide at first. I see now looking back that I think, oh, this was just like a gradual um, attunement probably to this frequency. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I also feel like with our guides, they don't want to freak us out. Sometimes they don't want to like blast in and be like, here I am. Like sometimes that's too much. So there was this gradual attunement. So over time, like months went by and then I eventually realized I started getting clairvoyant visions of like, oh, this is a being. And she would show me what she looked like. Um, and she was like, she kind of had a Nordic feel to her. She was very tall. Um, like when I say tall, I mean like eight feet tall, seven, eight feet tall. Mm. So she started to show me like her appearance and I made the association, oh, this blue light is actually this being that's with me. She didn't speak or anything. And I just continued to meditate and feel and sense this being beside me. And then that over more months went by. And then that's when I would feel her there and then feel inspired to write. So I would write these little messages to, to myself mainly at first. Um, and then when I started feeling inspired to, to start a YouTube channel, it was like, I would write out these little scripts for my videos. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that I was channeling. I didn't really feel like I, there was a need for that, but I would write out the scripts and then I would film them later in the day as just like a dialogue piece. And I would put them up. So that's how it started. It was kind of this gradual, you know, relationship this gradual awareness of who she was and then like I say then after period of time went by then the springs the verbal channeling started and to my surprise it was pretty uh I don't want to say easy but it just started happening like it was like if I was surrendered and if I wasn't overthinking it it would just it would just like she would just start speaking um and I was a little bit hesitant at first because I, I remember being concerned about what she was going to say. And I think that's when, <laughs> yes. you know, when you're talking about the relay channeling, I think it was that phase where I wanted to make I wanted to hear the whole sentence before I said it. I was kind of like gatekeeping like this, like, well, I want to make sure that I'm on board with what she is saying through me. Once the relationship kind of deepened and I realized that, OK, everything that's coming through is like loving, wise, profound, like helpful. <laughs> yeah. And I was able to let go a little bit and then it started to flow even faster and a little bit more um, easily. So that's been the progression and I still feel it's a progression. I mean, who knows what's next with it, but you know, it's this <laughs> progression of, um, yeah, that's how I feel like we develop relationship with our guides. It's kind of like developing relationship with actual people where you're it takes time, you know, yeah. it takes time to get to know each other and to, to kind of trust each other and to figure out, um, you know, you, you would ask like about knowing her from before. Um, what's interesting is that I did have a past life regression very early in kind of like my spiritual journey. So this would have been probably 15 years ago. And there was um, a, a specific segment of the regression where I was on this other planet that was blue <laughs> and it was <laughs> dim. And I was like, and I was aware that all the beings there were telepathic. And so she, 
I, I kind of recognized her when she started coming through. I remembered that regression. I was like, oh, this is this is the connection. Like I, re- I, I've had this memory. I've felt this energy before. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that in this moment, I have all the details yet. We haven't really gone into detail about like, maybe when you interview her, you could ask her, but we <laughs> haven't gone into to like specific details about, about that. But I do feel that we've had a connection in the past that my maybe higher self, if you will, is connected to that civilization. Um, yeah, so it's super interesting and cool to feel the resonance of it. Yeah, it really is. I know it's so interesting. So um, very similar to you, and I, I love how you were sharing. They're not going to just like jump in when you said that. I was like, I heard like boo, like scary, like yeah. boo, like ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, it's not. No, not like that. Yeah. Um, and so they really, you know, because my experience has been to channel messages for others, especially as I got started. Um, that was mostly my intention and focus. So I never really ask a lot of questions about us. Mm-hmm. Um, initially back, let's see, like around 2012 to 14 is when I had my first regression because I had um, seen many visions as I was receiving energy healing. I had seen many visions of well, there were visions I didn't understand. And so I had this regression and then all these different lives came through and some of those visions were a part of sections of the regression and it was off planet. And so I was like, okay, wait a minute. Like I have lived my whole life and I have never heard of this. What is all yes. this? And then I was like, oh, there's this thing called star seeds. And so, yes, it's yeah. <laughs> and that That's was before amazing. I started channeling them in the way yeah. that I do now. So I, I really it. just, yeah, I, I kind of just asked the questions about my soul origin, yeah. um, just as a wanting to know or an awareness of I'm channeling this energy, where is it coming from? You know, like what yeah, so frequency? What is, your, what is your soul origin? I'm like so curious to know. Oh, yeah. The first place that I was shown was Andromeda, like okay. uh, you mentioned that as well yeah. yesterday. Uh, but my guide said it in a different way. So I was actually in the in an experience I was receiving a reconnective healing at that time, which is a very Pleiadian star energy. Mm-hmm. And um, I left the body and like I started soaring through this cosmic energy that was just kind of like the night sky, dark with stars. And they took me up to a star system. But my team, I heard it very loud in my head, Andromedian. So they oh. pronounce it differently. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I, afterwards I get on Google and I'm like typing in how it sounded. And then here it was, I'm like, oh, there we go. I looked up the star system. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the same. You know, this photo right here, it's like the same. So that's where I started. And then, then like later on, as things progressed, I started understanding, oh, and I'm working with these beings and that being, and and I felt a resonance with some a little bit more than the other, but mm-hmm. the collective I work with now are star beings from everywhere. The, oh. It's the light, yeah, the Council yeah. of Light, so it's like from everywhere. And um, so it kind of did, like for myself, I started with myself, my interest, like with this star connection, and then what is a star seed and how to, like, what's the purpose and why are we here? So yeah. That info came through in the first two books. And then after that, it's like, okay, I'm helping 
everybody. Like you don't have to yeah. resonate as being a star being or a particular frequency. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, but it was interesting because I never really sat down and said, okay, so each individual being, tell me about yourself. I'd love to hear your biography. And <laughs> how do we know each other? And I feel like in this life, or at least right now, it's not important. Like that's not why yes. I'm here. Yeah, um, exactly. In spirit state, I already know all that. So. Yeah. I just know they feel comfortable and I value and I, I if I want to say I'm discerning or I judge or I, I look at, okay, this is what it is. I look at the content that comes through, the messages yeah, that come through. Just going to say that. That's what's so important. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I do resonate. I do vibe. But I, yeah. I did, <laughs> as you were sharing earlier with the relay channeling, it is like I'm smiling so much over here because you just remind me of everything I went through with your share here. How it's like, wait, what are you going to say next? Yes. And <laughs> sometimes I would get it and sometimes I wouldn't. And then you just yeah. start trusting the process. And now you know what happens. Um, yeah, Karen, you might, if it hasn't happened yet, it might for you. I start it's weird. Like you say, um, you're in this space, everybody, like you're in this space. So for our listeners and the way it works for me now is I hear the message and I'll see the vision like a nanosecond before it comes through my mouth. Mm -hmm. But now, and what's happened when I go pretty much like really far in, I'll be two sentences ahead. So I, that hasn't happened to me yet, but that's amazing. And it's wild Yeah, (laughs) because then I'm like, I'm like over here having this interaction where I know what's coming down, you know, like the pipeline, let's say, like I know what's coming in on this thread of consciousness in the background. I hear my vocal cords speaking. And if I pull myself out or if I get too caught up in it, I can glitch it because I'm like, wait, hold on. So I glitch the flow if Mm -hmm. I start listening to what they're saying. So that's often why I go back and listen to the channel messages. That's one reason. But also it's different when you're receiving the energy versus channeling. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Well, I I experience it. The best way I can describe it is like that that state when either you're just falling asleep or you're just waking up and you're kind of in that twilight state where you're aware that you're kind of awake, but you're also like, you can still dream in that state. Right. So that's what it feels to me. And I always kind of feel like I'm just like my energy or my consciousness is kind of behind my body a little bit to the right where I'm observing everything, but I'm in that like kind of twilight state and I'm listening to everything. Um, There's not a lot of like analytical judgment or anything on my, like when the stuff's coming through, it's just, I'm just listening with curiosity. There's no real, I'm not really (laughs) processing it intellectually. Like that part of my brain is offline, I think when it's happening. So same thing as you, when I go back, cause I edit my own videos. So when I go back and I listen, like sometimes I'm like, whoa, like this is <laughs> amazing. Or, you know, sometimes actually right after, if I listen to it too closely after the session, I actually can't take it in. Um, so I need to like give it a pause before I can actually process it. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it's just the exact same as that twilight state. And, and in the same way, when I come out of it in the same way that if you have a dream, when you're in that state, you kind of remember it right when you come out of, you know, right when you wake up and then Mm -hmm. half an hour later, you have no clue. That's the exact same thing. So I'll remember what was said for just a few moments, maybe half an hour after the session. And then if you ask me later in the day, I, I don't know, I don't know what was said, Uh, but if something triggers it, like, you know, if you have a dream about, I don't know, 
like a dog. And then later in the day, you see <laughs> a dog or you see that dog. You're like, oh, I, you know, so I'll have yeah. that experience too. But that's the kind of altered state that I'm in where I'm kind of there, but just observing and kind of off to the side. That's how mm-hmm. I would describe it. So. Yeah. Oh, and you bring something cool. up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so cool. And when you gave this example of the dog, it reminds me of the benefits of meditating because we might not know, like sometimes I will go so deep and still where I'm like, I went somewhere and we had a full on conversation. I don't know what it was, but I know that if if and when I need the information, it'll be there. Just like the dog brings you that memory. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's something that like you're, you know, that they, that you're the guide that you're channeling or Sarai is a, she is a a being, but she's kind of an ambassador for a collective of other beings. So like that's, you know, so if there's something that she wants me to remember that the collective wants me to remember, then they'll bring it back to me. It's just that in the session, in the actual channeling session, there's so much coming through. Like, I don't think there's any way that like my mind could process all of that (laughs) in that, like in those moments or in that day. So that's probably that, that kind of, um, you know, ethereal kind of disconnection that's probably, you know, for my own, for the benefit of my own mind, like, it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, you just need to be kind of the observer. You can go and watch it when you edit it, you get to watch it too and (laughs) benefit from what was said. And that's the funny part is because um, I have a Patreon community where we're all just like studying the information and working, working through it together, because it is kind of like a lot of spiritual work, personal work, but I'm right in the work with everybody. Like just because the information is coming through doesn't mean that I'm not also, you know, like trying to take in what is said and trying to like, you know, work on that within my own human life. So, um, yeah, so that's an interesting part of it. I'm not like a guru or, you know, like I'm not, not even really the teacher. I'm just like this channel that's just, conveying information, but then I'm also benefiting from the information in the same way that anyone listening is benefiting Mm -hmm. from it or gaining something from it. So (laughs) yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I feel you on that. I'm often I'm like, whoa, whoa, that just came through. There was a, there was a month, like, I think it was two months back and a message came through and I just, I almost broke the channel, like in the way I came back a little (laughs) bit because I started laughing. So that was a blend, you know, they didn't leave, but I was, I, I peeked through (laughs) and I was laughing because I I knew in the background, I was like, that message was for me. (laughs) Yes. I've had that happen too. Yeah. Yeah, they're so funny. uh, You know, in in private sessions, there's like, again, a degree of blending. So sometimes, you know, if if my consciousness is like, if it's a 50-50, for example, then I have had sessions where something comes through and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to write this down because like, (laughs) this is also for me as well. And I find that a lot in, in terms of sessions or even the channeling. It's like, okay, you're also this is earth school. You're still, like, yes. there's still, there's still things that you're working on obviously. Cause you're here. So yeah, but it's become fun now. Like I think 15 years ago in terms of personal development, spiritual development, I, when I look back, I was way harder on myself and it was more like, you know, I don't know. It was just like more disciplinarian and now it's more, it's become more fun and more light and more joyful and there's still stuff to process, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more, I don't know. It's a lot more, there's a lot more fun in it. There's a lot more play and lightness. Yeah. Which is cool. That so. makes sense. I think it's absolutely. I feel like we all go through those. And then also the energy on earth is more like we're working with spirit and spirit yeah. doesn't have to be so rigorous, you know? Yes. 
they have they're fun it's it's flowing and we're we're actually i feel that we're ascending to a joy state like that's the place we want to live in is that that joy state and so it's a little peek into that like oh this was really hard i just am working through a trauma right now but there's a lot of love and i can feel the lightness of joy that peeks in you know shines like a little Mm -hmm. ray of light on it Mm -hmm. um and you mentioned something that reminded me of personalities. And so to the same topic at the beginning, I was very, I guess, rigorous and strict and like, okay, who's coming in? And you talk about gatekeeping, like have a gatekeeper too, but I would regulate my energy where I was like, okay, who am I letting in and who are we yeah. talking to? And when I say that, it doesn't mean I know their names, although, you know, <laughs> but I recognize the frequency, I feel the vibration and if it's a match. Mm-hmm. And also when they merge um, for myself, it's, you know, Ooh, the body has to be able to hold it. And I think that's yes. why we both had that in common is all that years ahead of time preparing and doing the work. And when you were yeah. sharing, this is what I wanted, one of the things when you were like, I'm just a channel. I've said that before and they've stopped me. And I'm like, okay, because they're like, you like, don't discount the work that you're doing because we have to do quite a bit to that's prepare true. and hold the space. Like we've yeah, done a lot. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's good to acknowledge that. Cause I don't, the thing that the way that I think about that too, is that, that over the course of years, like it does, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're changing very much or that there's like, you know, a lot going on. But I think if, if there are small energetic shifts over the course of years, then like, you know, you, you look back five years or 10 years and you realize, Oh, like, that work that I did or that spiritual practice I did, like looking back, that actually did have a huge impact on my system, um, Mm -hmm. on the way that I, you know, express myself in the world or whatever on everything basically. So yeah, I think it's easy to kind of discount that because, you know, day to day, it doesn't always feel like big things are happening. But if you, if you're dedicated (laughs) to, you know, awakening or your spiritual practice, you look back and you're like, oh yeah, I did like for me personally, I have put in a lot of hours of meditation. Like I have, um, I'm big on yoga. Like I've done how many hours of yoga, you know, little things like that, that accumulate over the course of time. So Mm -hmm. that's probably an important thing to acknowledge because people sometimes just, um, you know, they just, our culture is like, oh, we just want things fast. (laughs) Like, you know, I just want, (laughs) I just want, Maybe people just want to be a channel and they just want it to happen tomorrow or whatever. But like putting in the work is actually probably long term what will get you where you want to be, you know, ultimately in the end. That makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, but to that, then it's nice because when we are channeling, we're like, hey, the information, (laughs) you know, like it's from them. And I, and, and so here's the topic. Here's something to share that sometimes I feel I get more of an understanding about what they're sharing than what the listener does. And there's so many reasons why. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, though, if they if people have questions, I can kind of speak to them and process a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm in channel, I get that download of like, it's like literally dropping, you know, a whole book in your head and you yes. try to read it yeah. all in two minutes. So, yes, that it's, <laughs> so I, I don't know what to call that, but it is like, it does kind of feel like sometimes it's like a, sometimes I, I think about it like a block of thought. It's like, okay, it's this block of information and it's like downloaded into you like a zip file. So it's yes. like all there. And then you, you know, you're clicking that 
file to open it and then it starts to come out but like it does feel like okay this information is like like (laughs) a chunk like a big chunk is there so I totally yeah I totally understand that completely Yeah. As you share that, what they're showing me is as I'm listening to the information, then in my consciousness, sometimes I do ask questions. And again, it's not every time. It depends on how present I am, I guess you could say. And Mm -hmm. so when that happens, I can access other information or it's like I can see 360. Mm -hmm. I can see all around everything they're sharing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I get little pieces that don't come through vocally that others aren't aware of. And Mm -hmm. I do like to share that after. It doesn't happen Mm -hmm. always, but sometimes. And sometimes I'll see visions. Like if they're showing a story, then I see the vision. So I might see colors or um, details that don't come through. And mm-hmm. that's, that's always really nice. I can't, I have no idea why this is coming in. There was somewhere I was going, but clearly I'm, I feel like I'm floating right now. Our energy is just so yeah. high. <laughs> I, know. I know. I feel that too. Well, there was something else I was going to say about that too. And now I've lost it, but, oh, this is what I was going to say. Like one thing I noticed with that too, when you're talking about accessing the information is like when I'm in, if, 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 when that happens or when I'm accessing information, it's funny because in the moment, it doesn't feel that profound. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'll just express it to the person or to whoever I'm interacting with. Just like, you know, like, kind of like we're talking like, oh, what did you have for lunch yesterday? Like, it doesn't feel profound at all. But then afterwards, when I come out, if I watch the recording or whatever, I'm like, wow, that was actually not, you know, but it feels in the moment, it just feels like almost matter of fact. Like, mm-hmm. yes, like, yeah, like this, of course, <laughs> this, this is, is how, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't feel like anything big. And then you realize later, it's like, oh, that was kind of a, <laughs> that's huge. That was a huge, profound, like teaching in a sentence or whatever, but you don't always realize that in the moment. Mm -hmm. It feels kind of simple. So it, it, yes, absolutely. And (laughs) so this reminds me, so I've seen a few of your videos and there was one that was so profound and I need to go back and watch it again, but Mm -hmm. have you, like, is there a specific topic or is there a specific video or message that you really were like, whoa, when you edited and watched back and you're blown away. Is there one you can oh, think of? Oh, there's been a lot. Um, there have been so many. Um, <laughs> well, let me, let me just share a few. Let me just start talking and then we'll see where okay. it goes. But first of all, like one of the first things that she would express to me and that came through in the very first session that we started filming was like, she would say, first of all, she would talk about like, we are a collective of healers and I'm the, I'm, you could consider me the ambassador for this collective, meaning there's the collective speaking to her that's communicating to me, that's going out to a collective. So it's kind of like this mirror effect. But one of the first things that she would express is like, healing is bringing a frequency into alignment. Healing is bringing a frequency into alignment. She'd like repeat that over and over. And then as the teaching unfolded, it was like, okay, this is how we bring these frequencies into alignment, right? So that so the philosophy behind that is that of course who we truly are is our our soul self our authentic self we incarnate into this physicality and within that we have a mental construct meaning the collection of our narratives thoughts beliefs but most of those have been kind of conditioned into us or programmed into us and so Mm -hmm. she talks about learning to see yourself as a computer as if your body was the hardware your your thoughts 
or the software, but he, who you are is the one sitting at the computer. You're the soul that's kind of observing everything. And she talks about how to align your frequency is to start to observe, she calls it the contents of your consciousness. So you're looking at the contents, meaning two aspects of that, the thought forms and the emotional energetic charges that are associated with those thought forms. And starting as you observe those from the energetic of your higher self, they start to be neutralized and released. So like mm. that in itself sounds simple but that was like that's huge <laughs> like that was like big to me um so yeah so her topic that she talks about is like that's their purpose with this particular teaching is how to bring these frequencies into alignment within our human self so that our human self i mean this is ascension basically but our human self starts to resonate with our soul self and all of those energetic frequencies in the form of thought forms that are not in alignment really with uh, truth start to be kind of released from our system and then in doing so our energetic starts to match that higher frequency of our higher self or soul self mm -hmm. um but then just recently like this week there was a a video on relationships and and it was funny because she was talking about like the reason you get frustrated in relationship the reason we all get frustrated in relationships is because most of the time when we're relating to each other especially in intimate relationships we're relating from mental construct to mental construct so uh, this you know our thoughts beliefs narratives that we haven't examined yet are interacting with our you know our partners construct and so you're not ever really interacting on that higher soul frequency you're interacting with oftentimes the part of yourself that's still in a wounded state mm -hmm. or still in a limited state so that i remember just watching that back which was just last week and being like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right like just in relation to my own like life experience i was just like oh my, like i could just feel the truth of it and that's what i mean about being in the work myself is like often I'll watch the content and then it's like I walk away with my tail between my legs like <laughs> like oh my god that's like so true and I'm doing that or you know but she's taught me to kind of laugh at myself because that's really again bringing joy to it it's not that we want to mm -hmm. bring the energetic of shame to ourselves because we're in these limited places it's the opposite we want to bring curiosity and joy and um, you know, unconditional love more than anything else to start to neutralize that. The last thing you want to do is to recognize one of your unhealthy patterns and then feel bad about yourself because you're, yeah. you're doing that, right? That has the opposite effect. So yeah, I could go on and on, but everything that comes through with her is kind of on some level, you know, like I'll have to watch it multiple times. Thankfully, in the editing process, you do watch things multiple times because oftentimes I'm like, wait, I have to watch that again. Like, what did she say? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's pretty and cool. there is so much that goes on in the editing process. And I think like before I understood it, I was like, what goes on in the editing process? So, um, but what you do is you take your hour to hour and a half long conversations and yeah. you slice them. You'll split them up into... Yeah the topic for yeah, the listeners. So yeah. there's been kind of like, we didn't really know when we started what the format was going to be, but it quickly became apparent that, that she had already in mind what the format was going to be. So uh, <laughs> we usually, uh, so far it's been me and my friend Curtis, who's a, a, a healer in his own right. And so we hop on zoom. And so the beginning is usually her dialogue. We don't ask a question. We don't, you know, we don't do anything. Basically she just, she comes in and talks for a good 
20 minutes, sometimes 30 about whatever she's bringing basically. And then Curtis um, usually presents questions from our Patreon group. So people email him with questions and then he, he will ask her the questions and then, yeah, so when I'm editing, I usually, um, depending on the intro, like that could be one video or it could be two. Often she changes, sub- often there's like a couple subject subjects in there. And then I'll edit it in terms of just the, the question and then the answer to the question. And the reasoning behind that, which I was sharing yesterday, is like yeah. they really want it to be digestible, practical content. They don't want to overwhelm people. Again, a lot of this information can be overwhelming to like mm-hmm. your human self because you realize just like I did, like, oh, like, gosh, that's like a pattern that I'm in or, you know, it can be it can trigger shame within you depending on where you are in your journey. So, yeah, I try to edit it into digestible segments. And then and so far, it seems like that is has been beneficial because people can just watch a little at a time or if they're or they could watch three at a time, but it's up to them. They're more in control of like, you know, consuming mm-hmm. the content, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You have a really beautiful playlist going. So just to that, if you if you're like, oh, I got that. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah. to the next one. The next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll put the links below everyone. So, you know, they can come over to to um, really get an experience with mm-hmm. you and Sarai. And there's something else that I wanted to share what's coming through is like every time we receive, like I, I can feel it right now. So I'm just, I mean, if you're watching me on the video, you guys, I'm trying to stay here because the energy is so exciting <laughs> and it's so high. There's a huge team. Before yeah. I before I logged on to our call, you mentioned the same thing. We could feel the energy shift. <laughs> it's like, yeah. hi, guys. I just, when I get like that, I'm like, okay, stay on the earth, like stay grounded, stay connected. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And so to that, there's so much energy in the channel messages that, um, sometimes you get, we'll get these activations and then it becomes, and it always, it always is with channel messages. It's more than the words, but it's also that energy. So if you're watching and you feel like, Oh, I'm good. That felt great. I can go to the next question, you know, watch the next section awesome. But Mm -hmm. if you feel like, oh, I need to take a pause. I need to hold like right here. And what I would do in my personal practice is I would just like go lay down and kind of go into a meditation. But at the same time, I would say, it's that dreamy space. I wouldn't go to bed. Like I wasn't asleep, but I would say, okay, I feel energy around. Can you guys like, are you working on my system? (laughs) Is there an upgrade about to come through? (laughs) Is there a message that's going to come in? And that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. They're sharing this feeling with me to talk about it because I have wanted to earlier and then we we have so many things, so I skipped it. But I wanted to ask you on your process over the years leading up to you being a channel, Mm -hmm. a vocal channel in this way where the energy is you know, really blending. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you remember, did you have a specific or a series or anything about like activations physically, um, Mm -hmm. energetically, where you could feel them coming in and like you're talking about the computer system, switching out hardware, we'll say. Yeah, that's exactly kind of the analogy that they use. They always talk about, because when you're looking at it as if it was a computer, there's kind of like a an ob- objectivity to it, you know, like sometimes when we're not seeing things mm-hmm. in an objective way, then again, the shame gets triggered and stuff. But if you're just looking at your construct, as she calls it, as if it were a computer and you're looking at those programs, then it becomes a little bit less personal to start to wipe the drive if that's what needs to happen. <laughs> yes. 
know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, in terms of activations, I mean, I think, um, again, thinking about like the incremental shifts that I've had, I started a process or a healing modality, like, um, I mean, as a patient uh, of somatic experiencing, and I started that probably in 2018, again, to deal with my labor trauma issue. Mm. Um, so I started doing that once a month and in those sessions, a lot would be shifted. Like there was like a somatic, um, you know, somatic stuff happening, which of course is indicative of an energetic shift as well. So I remember those sessions, like just, of course there's the shift and then there's almost like this integration process, which will last a few days. And then like a few days later, you start to be like, oh, I feel different. So in those sessions, I'm quite blessed to work with a naturopath who's very connected to her guides and stuff. So we would just like we are today, we'd always be, you know, feel into the room and be feeling all of the, you know, beings that were (laughs) taking part of the process. (laughs) So like, I think of that as kind of probably the activations or the shifts in terms of like, starting to not only shift my energy body, but like to, to actually shift also my physicality to, to be a match for whatever was going to happen. Again, I had no intention or, or even awareness of how this was going to unfold, but it was clearly, you know, shifting me into this state where I could do this, I guess is the Mm. only way I could describe it. (laughs) So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing with everyone because there is, that's where I was going back to like, no, you don't say just the channel. You've done a lot yes. of work to get here in the, yeah. in your own energetic spiritual practice, but also physically, like mm. in the physical world we have to, or we have made intentions and we're showing yeah. up and you like the yoga and, and yeah. the meditation. And then, and then it becomes like healing our own thoughts about things and yeah. being 100%. open. Yeah. yeah surrendering and humble enough to say like, okay, well, show me like, you know, what am I missing here? Um, Yeah, there can't be any arrogance (laughs) is what I'm hearing. So they're like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's uh, just what's coming to share about that too, is I feel like it's for me, at least my philosophy is this for my own, um, like, you know, in terms of keeping, keeping the channel clear, I want to, there's things that I do all the time continually. It's not like you get there and you're like, oh, okay, I'm here. I'm going to stop doing yoga or stop meditating or stop going to therapy or stop having my monthly SE sessions. It's like, no, I'm, I need to, that's like um, a ritual or a practice of staying clear. It's not like, oh, now I'm clear because like your life <laughs> is still unfolding yes. and stuff is still going to happen. That's challenging. And so you still have to be continually like clearing. And again, I'm being shown like we are raising our frequency continually. It's not like there's a, it's not like yeah. you get there really. So it's like, oh, this is an expansion. So I would say we have to get comfortable with finding like a sustainable, um, you know, practice like a, or like a, a routine and something Mm -hmm. that we can stick to sustainably daily, monthly, whatever. And then you just start doing that, you know, with no expectation of what's going to happen or like, (laughs) not even a goal. Like, yeah, you're just like, okay, I'm just doing this because it actually, when you start those practices, because you start to align with yourself, your true self, then you start to feel better just in your day-to-day life. So I think that's the if there is a payoff day to day, it's like, oh, I feel more of myself. 
I feel healthier mentally, physically, everything. So I'm going to keep doing this because like, I feel good. I'm excited to wake up. I'm in my purpose. I'm in my passion. Like I'm excited to be alive. I'm excited despite all of the chaos and (laughs) difficulty and challenges and stuff. I'm like excited to get out of bed every day and to do this. And so, yeah, but that is like a result of practice, like some sort of spiritual practice. So, but what's your spiritual practice? Like, what are you, what is your, what do you do? Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a lot of different things. (laughs) I think, I think I did. And then I don't. And then I'm like, but I do. So it's so funny. Yeah. Because I think what happens is it becomes a part of your everyday reality, just like not so, so natural. So yeah. if I if I were to break it down, you know, I'm like, okay, Amy, you know, really think about it. Put a word to what you do. Yeah. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I notice my consciousness and where is it? Mm. And I pull it back in the body. And honestly, it can take about 30 minutes. I feel like I go out. Mm-hmm. And as I'm pulling it back in, I can feel the energy come into my body where my legs get warm and tingly. And then like I ground really deep. Mm-hmm. So I take my time in the mornings and I just... Like there's no, like recently I've been so blessed at this stage in my life that I don't have to wake up and boom, you know, like quick, get out the door and all of this so I can have a leisurely morning. So, and then I'll kind of just like go over in my mind, like what is my, what's on my, or what's in the energy for the day is really Mm -hmm. what it is, you know? And because I work in this line of field, then my guides will come in and talk to me. So it's like right when I get started, that's where I'm at. But I'll notice if, okay, if something was off in the dream state or they'll sometimes give me a clue like, hey, today's going to be a little challenging day. Get prepared, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) I'll kind of feel that, feel the energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I'm at now. And then I just stay, I actually, I literally click in with it. And I was just telling my friend, I'm like, maybe I need to go out and like, um, well, go to a concert or that's that's what it was. I'm like, maybe I need to be in crowds (laughs) because I feel like I, it's just like such a quiet, clean space here. My, you know, our kids are grown and all this. So it actually allows me to really hear. But then the number one thing they're sharing is just my channel is clear. So that's important. Mm -hmm. But I will, because the more sensitive we become, that's what's going to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. just that's what happens when you're a clear channel or anybody does the work and they're awakening, you feel more. And so then it becomes a process of understanding how to regulate that. So throughout the day, if I encounter energy like a conversation that's heavy or abrasive, immediately I'm clearing. So a part of my spiritual practice is the meditation, Mm -hmm. talking to the energy and visualizing it away, Mm -hmm. um, asking my guides if I don't understand like, whoa, what's going on? Is this mine? Is this karmic? Is there something here like a contract? Or Mm -hmm. did I just sense and feel somebody else's energy, you know? And then I'll go through different practices. And when it gets really heavy, and the times that I have gotten heavy over the past two years were big things where I was supporting other people or Mm. close to other people going through things. And these were like really close friends or family. Mm -hmm. And then I would have this um, awareness of how involved, how close to it, you know, can I get that. Mm -hmm. And when I say, can I get, it's like for my health and to keep me on my track of why I'm here. Um, so I would do a lot of clearing 
Mm-hmm. And I will go, this is my thing, I will go in my car and turn the bass up. Like I have a sound system. <laughs> and I would shake until the, like, the mirrors are shaking, like that everybody, you know, and it would just like totally break it all up and I could finally breathe again. So I get pretty extreme when I need it. <laughs> That's awesome. Is yeah. that your, is, is sound, because I see your bowls behind you too, is sound the way that you clear most of the time? Or like, do you have um, different, you mentioned visualization as well, so. Yeah, visualization's the easiest for like the little stuff but if it's if it's heavy if it's built up I'll go to sound I'll go straight to sound Mm -hmm. um and if I can feel it's at a particular chakra I'll use the bowls if it's like way chaotic and too much where I'm feeling everyone then I just go into the car and put all kinds of music on but mostly stuff with the beats (laughs) I just let it break it up. So it's really interesting. And then to calm myself, that's when I'll do incense and Mm -hmm. I'll like tone and Mm -hmm. I breathe and do my meditations. But my meditations, um, yeah, for the heavy stuff, I don't really meditate. I just go straight (laughs) into sound. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. As you're talking about the bass, I can feel the you know, how, how effective that is. I've no, I don't think I've ever done that, but there's something maybe about that low frequency that can just like, you know, I'm seeing like, you know, when you drop dish soap into grease and it just like kind of explodes, like, yes, kind of like clears it like out of your space with the base, which is amazing. Yeah. Boom. There it goes. Yeah. Yeah, So that's kind of where I'm at now, but like at the beginning with the awakening, a lot of my spiritual practice was about, um, pulling myself out of the religion and like mental stuff, like you were talking about understanding and, and at a spiritual space, why did I pick that? And I'm, and I'm comfortable with why actually mm-hmm. I'm grateful for the religion, for the parts of it that were the good parts that yeah. I was a part of because it kept me sheltered. It did keep me sheltered, but at that way also kept my energetic system, mm-hmm. um, so that it wasn't super traumatized mm-hmm. or, um, had a lot of energy that I would absorb of the world. And so it, I guess I've always had that connection to the spiritual realm, even though in my upbringing, it wasn't spoken about in that way or mm-hmm. even recognized in that way. So yeah. then when I got into this work, it was different. You know, it was like reading the books, finding the podcasts, or back then I think it was like audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like these kinds yeah. of things, videos. Um, but now it's the maintenance mostly. The maintenance and I go to a healer multiple times, well, once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. So I always like try and stay on top of it. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's like hygiene or something, like yes. energetic hygiene. Like you take a shower for your physical body <laughs> and then like there are all these other things that you do. I find it's just good to have a routine, you know, like I don't even think about it now. I just like have my appointments scheduled and I, you know, have my things that I do every day and then that's just what I do. And then yeah. you know, it's just a routine. It's a habit. And then you don't really think about it. But yeah, over time, there's those incremental small changes that add up. And then there's also the maintenance that like, oh, okay, I'm clear. Um, and I'm aware of my, oh, here's something cool to talk about, like in terms of being a channel and being aware of your own, like ego construct and your own like narratives, <laughs> because like, I'd love to hear what you have to say about in terms of that being a filter that can sometimes distort the information or like limit the information. Like, um, it can like, cause I'm thinking of you in terms of your students. Do you find that when you're trying to teach people that that happens or is that like a, a snag 
you know, in terms of learning. Yes, yes, it, it is. So, um, yeah, so we have a, a class. Um, my website's spiritschoolonline.com, and um, we have a Learn to Channel class, and that's one of the modules that Nicole and I, we put the class together um, some time ago. I think it was 18 or 19, some time ago. We put it together, and that was one of the main tenets was the filters and distortions. So that's why it's so important to heal ourselves. Yes. And even at this point, like sometimes – I think a few months ago, there was something that was going to come through. Like this was before I clicked into channel, but you're, I, I felt it in my energy, you know, like this topic. And mm-hmm. I guess there's two, two stories here, but, um, sometimes I'm like, really, do I really want to say that? And then mm-hmm. I have to remember, it's not me saying it. It's, yeah. I am sharing the energy. Mm-hmm. I am sharing the message and this is what they're sharing. And in that moment, if it caught me off guard, you know, I let I let it come through and then I'll research it later. And I'm like, okay, where where was my hiccup with that? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? Yeah. And then um, I get a series of answers like, well, the person that you're channeling for, because I also do private channeled sessions, mm-hmm. this is their belief system. We have to come in and speak to them in a way that they're going to oh, understand. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes they'll use a different like perspective or wording. So the way that I think of it sometimes is there's layers of consciousness around us. Mm-hmm. And if they're at this level, so I'm holding my hand up everybody. Okay, let's just say they're in like <laughs> one color of the rainbow mm-hmm. and I function from another color of the rainbow. The messages that I get are usually my color or higher in the spectrum mm-hmm. to help lift my frequency and lift my awareness. They're not going to understand that. Like mm-hmm. they, that's yeah. what their guides are saying, or my guides, you know, their guides are always there too. I need to talk to them in their frequency as mm-hmm. a channel when I'm speaking as a friend and relaying, when I'm here as a therapist and just talking, but the same to that, the same way, the messages are going to come in in that way. So that's yeah. one thing that we always have to recognize, like who are we channeling for? It's not about mm-hmm. us, you know, in yeah, those moments. that's such a good thing. So. I've never really thought of that. That's such a good thing to keep in mind. Because I mean, sometimes I think about it because sometimes you, you know, I don't anymore watch a lot of other channeled material because I'm like trying to keep, you know, I'm trying to stay objective. But before Mm -hmm. when I did, it was like, you know, if something feels off, there's always the question of, okay, is it, is it the being coming through that feels off to me? Or is it the channels filter that feels off to me? Or, you know, not that we even have to analyze, we could just say, oh, that feels dissonant. And I'm not into that. But yeah, you know, just out of like, in terms of the mechanics of channeling, it's just something that interests me. Um, you know, like, yeah. of, like, what is actually happening? <laughs> exactly. Interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll hit me a little different if it's um, my own wound to heal or something that I need to clear from my own experience or past life or family DNA or community, like, you know, just absorbing uh, cultures. And so that's when I'm like, okay, you know, and that's where there's a lot of room for growth is because then after I I go back and I listen, I'm like, oh, all right, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But there's something else you're sharing or that came through um, a couple months ago. They, (laughs) I'm just going to talk about it. (laughs) Um, At our retreat, I was like, I was telling Teresa, we so had a retreat a few months ago with uh, my friend Teresa was helping to lead and, and our assistants, Trish and Karen were there. And I'm like, hey, 
we're not going to talk about politics. I'm like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go. <laughs> I hope nobody asks about politics. You know, it was so funny. So I'm channeling and the first thing that the guides say, <laughs> they come through and they say, your system's collapsing. You know, they like kind of go into it and then they didn't go into details. There was no like focusing on one side or the other. It's just like as a whole. And I think I could feel that around and I think I needed to hear that as well. And I I, I kind of feel like maybe it's a message for me and whoever needed to hear it. But what I loved is they were like, look, we have a message. And I think that's what I was sensing. I thought somebody else was going to ask and really they yeah. wanted to share it. Yeah. Um, but I was nervous because it was such a beautiful group. And I don't, mm. you know, it's not why we were there at the retreat. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the way that it came through was kind of just like, it was actually very empowering. It was a heads up. It's like, things are going to get rocky and shaky. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so we're preparing you because you're going to be fine. Like y'all are here for this. This is why you're here. And mm -hmm. so they were teaching us, you know, how to align and heal and be strong energetically so we can hold space mm -hmm. and help that transition through it. Because sometimes we feel like spirituality is just spirituality and everything else in life is separate. Yeah. But it's really not. Everything yeah. is connected. Definitely. So, yeah. Uh, so that was really funny, though. They snuck uh, that in right at the beginning, and I felt it come through, and I was like, oh, and I was laughing because I'm like, you guys. <laughs> that was so funny. So, As you're talking about that, too, what I can feel is like what they're showing me anyway is like there's like what's trying to happen is that, that integration back spirituality into all of the you know, yes. politics, finances, everything like that's what's trying to be birthed and what will let's what will be birthed. But, you know, it's it, transitioning like we're, we're getting it, that we're transitioning it. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like, OK, anytime, you know, there has to be some chaos when something <laughs> yes. old falls, you know, that's the prelude. That's how, you know, something is shifting. It's kind of like being in labor with your baby. Like, oh, it's not like that's a pleasant <laughs> <laughs> right so um yeah so that's probably that's amazing like and I'm sure they would bring it through in in a gentle way that they like did not, you know yeah. the energetic when you're talking about the energetic underneath the words it's not like that's there's like a fear energy there or like a panic it's just like right. almost again matter of fact it's like this is just like for your own good you know, <laughs> what's happening yeah. yeah, just a little heads up. And also as a channel <laughs> and within our own relationship, that was such a great experience because number one, that was my own insecurities. I'm the one yeah. who didn't want to talk about. Nobody cared. It's not like we got in. I was thinking, I don't want to get into like, you know, the the tension and argument. Like, it's not even the stay away. But it wasn't mm -hmm. even like that. That was my own fears and projections. Yeah. So they came through to give a message, but they also showed me that, um, you know, like they have, and I already knew this, but it was nice to witness it. Like they're not going to bring through things that cause division. That's yes, not what that's it's so about. Yeah, so, sure. and yeah. the energy of it was really actually mm -hmm. lighthearted for such a kind, kind of heavy topic <laughs> it yeah. came through in a lighthearted way. So sure. recently, <laughs> and I can't remember where I heard this, but, um, there was someone talking about, you know, how to discern, it was just like a personal account of like, this is how when I'm watching people channel, this is how I discern between like maybe someone who is clear and maybe not. But it was that in terms of is the is the message or the feeling underneath it one of unity? Yes. Like, is it oneness and unity and love? And if it's not, then, you know, again, we don't know what might be off in that transmission. But, you know, that was just how he described how he discerns. So I thought that yeah. was cool. 
Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, we could do a whole other podcast about. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like so much For is sure. coming in. <laughs> um, I have to like have you back on again. That would be really yeah, fun. That would be yes. fun. Well, maybe like we're gonna do that interview with Sarai with you, and then maybe yes. you know in a month or two or whenever we have time, we could like yeah. do a debrief or something about that. That would be cool. That would be really fun. Oh my goodness, yes. So everyone, um, Karen and I just reconnected after years apart <laughs> yesterday, and today we're here. Here, having this conversation. We're so just excited to share with you. And then in a little bit of time, a few days out, I'm going to interview Sarai. So um, Karen will be in channel and I will be asking questions and holding space for that conversation. And then you'll be able to find that on her YouTube. So I'm going to put your YouTube below if everybody and your website, if y'all awesome. want to go and then you can follow along for when that content comes out. And mm -hmm. as we talked about, it'll probably be, you know, like a series of clips mm -hmm. from it is what we're feeling it'll be. Um, yep. Well, it will, but we don't know how many yet. <laughs> yes, we have no clue. So, what yeah. comes up right now is maybe eight, but who knows? But that's the number I feel like, oh, okay, eight, maybe eight, eight little okay. topics or whatever. We'll awesome. see. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for it yes yeah, so me too. thank you so much for coming thank on you. yeah thank you for having me it was so fun yeah Appreciate you're it. welcome and I know I'm putting it in notes below but do you want to share with everybody where is the easiest way to find you your your website yeah sure so probably just my website which is intuitivekb.com and then all my links for YouTube and social are you know at the top there if you're looking on desktop so you can kind of follow those links to find me on social and on YouTube so all right <laughs> all right well thank you everyone for joining us today if you enjoyed the podcast i would love to receive um, the stars or a review or share with a friend and i look forward to seeing you again on the next episode Thank you so much for joining the Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes and would love if you could leave a thumbs up or a five-star review on whatever podcast app you are tuning in on. Also, when you leave a review, you can send a copy of a screenshot over to Spirit and Soul Healing Podcast at gmail.com. And in exchange, I would love to offer you a chakra meditation. Hi, this is Amy. And this is Layla. And we are so excited to bring to you guys this cool new opportunity for our course. So if you are interested in developing your psychic abilities, if you've heard the term clairvoyance, clairsentience, and you kind of understand what it means, but you're a little confused of how it actually shows up and then how to actually work with it. Well, me and Amy have created this online live course starting September 20th that's going to help guide and lead you through your psychic gifts so that all of the confusion and wondering if you're doing it right can be settled and any questions you have, you're going to be able to work on them live with Amy and me and with the other students. We're going to include practice time. So it's a wonderful opportunity to deep dive into your psychic abilities.
Yes. And this will support you for your own intuitive conversations with spirit. It will support you if you're working or want to work in this field of sharing messages with others. And also like for myself, it just helps me to feel a sense of safety and peace to understand what's happening with the Claire senses when I'm getting a message how is that coming through? We're really excited to share this opportunity with you. We're here as two seasoned psychic intuitives. So if you're interested in more information, or if you're ready to just sign up today, (laughs) hit the link in the bio. We're so excited and we can't wait to meet you. 